0: Cast.
1: That's right. Don't you forget it. That's from my <laughs> official judge Jenny Q104 Gavel. Thank you, Tater, for the best gift I've ever received.
0: I'm a big fan of constructive criticism, so I gotta say, Tater, you you, you blew it a little early on this one, okay? You should have waited. Jenny's birthday is like two weeks away, and you gave this to her like two weeks ago. You should have just waited until her birthday he to give her this gift. He
1: knew why.
2: Well, here's the a- actual truth. Uh <laughs> Jenny, I don't know exactly when your birthday is. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Uh, and my, I know Mike's because he always oh it's tax day tax day. I know they moved it to the 18th this year, but uh, I always hear tax day. I couldn't remember because I didn't wasn't your birthday around when Kane Brown was supposed to come yep. or something like that. He was I was supposed that. to be here
1: on my birthday. Yes, I think. Right, yeah. right.
2: And then I guess COVID happened or whatever. Remember all that?
1: And well, I'm I like, remember.
0: Cinco, seis, siete, ocho. Just Nueve. Remember, Nueve de Mayo. Just is,
1: remember, so May 9th is my birthday, but just remember it's always, it's right by Mother's Day.
2: Okay, Mother's Day and yeah. uh, a little bit after Cinco de Mayo. Okay, I want to remember that now.
1: But, it's fine, because I think what you really did was gave me this great gift in a, in before the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial began, because I, I think maybe inside somewhere you knew that that was going to be a big, big trial for me. It's a big time in my life. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Johnny sent me a text. He was Jenny, like, "Hey, man." He-, <laughs> he was like, "Jenny's gonna need this, and she can't be official without having a Judge Jenny gavel." Well, and- I'll tell you
1: what, if Johnny sent you a text, it's probably gonna be read in court because everything <laughs> is being discussed in court. This child, tri- this trial has everything, and you know, I'll watch trials from nowhere, Iowa. Like, I don't care. I, I just love to watch trials, but this one because it's celebrities. Oh, it is juicy. It is scandalous. And honestly, if I were Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, I would just be sitting there every day totally mortified that, I mean, think of the ugliest fight that you've ever had with a girlfriend, a spouse, a boyfriend, or whatever. You know, just think of the the ugliest moment and imagine the whole world. There's video, there's audio, or just people recalling the details of it. Can you imagine?
0: And all the local... Silly radio DJs are making jokes about you on every radio station in the country. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's mortifying. But I really think whether or not Johnny Depp wins technically or loses technically in the court of law, I think this is doing nothing but helping him and helping his reputation. And people are really getting to see that Amber Heard, she crazy.
2: And
1: and here's the thing. I don't want to minimize domestic violence in any way shape or form i need to be very very clear on that because i don't think anybody has the right to put their hands on anybody in a in a a manner like that in a violent way in a violent manner right right? you know and, and i just want to be very very clear on that but i think in this situation amber definitely instigated and i think johnny with his drug and alcohol problem which again i don't want to minimize that either i have a brother that suffered from addiction i have a very soft heart for that and i understand how difficult that is but you put those two things together it is a recipe for disaster
0: it is. I'd like to, you know, a lot of people talking a lot of smack about both of them, especially Amber. And I'll tell you what, they both look fantastic.
1: I got to tell you, oh, I went but. back I went back and looked at Johnny Depp from many moons ago. Oh, my God. Many moons ago. It sounds like I looked up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He looked good. Oh, my God. he He's still good looking in that, you know, Hollywood got away. But yeah. he, I mean, he was smoking hot when he was in his
0: Young 20s. You have to be, you have to hit a certain level on the hotness scale, a very high level on the hotness scale to be able to pull off wearing sunglasses indoors and not look like a douchebag. Mm-hmm. And Johnny pulls it off to a T.
2: Do you think their prescription and he just wants to look cool? I,
1: I actually do think they're prescription because I'll notice he, the, he he wasn't wearing them when he was on the stand but then he started wearing them when they started asking him to read certain things mm-hmm. so I do uh-huh. think that they are prescription and also he revealed, I feel like I know everything about Johnny Depp now, he revealed um, that he had an incident or uh, no, you know what it was? It was a birth defect. He had a lazy eye when he was a child. Really? Yeah, so he had some surgery and stuff on his eye but I think he said it's his left eye, legally blind in his left eye so I do know he has some vision problems. Go to Dury Vision. Tell him, Jay. Matthews and I was just to about sentient.
0: to say that. Was,
2: absolutely, <laughs> You know where he can go, Jenny. <laughs> absolutely do.
0: Um, but you know, you,
1: speaking of the douchebaggery real quick on that note.
0: Okay, let's talk about the douchery.
1: He also wears rings on every finger. And yeah. let's be honest, if you came in here with rings on every finger, I'd be like, Okay.
0: What are you a bad low cash song? <laughs>
1: oh, that's a song. <laughs> it's a good oh, song.
0: It's a good song. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I love that song. I'm sorry because you know what? I realized I said that, I, that was not meant to be a dig on the low oh, cash okay. song. I enjoy that song. I was thinking like the look was bad, so I said bad low cash. Mm, that's my bad. That yeah. was that was because I tell you if I felt that I've told you guys honestly about songs that are popular that I don't like, but that that was not meant that. I apologize for that. It's that was it. meant that the look is bad. However, Ring on Every Finger by Low Cash is a certified babe. But think
1: about it. Literally a ring on every finger for a dude. It's I mean, you got to be a special someone to pull that off. I think you do. And
0: I don't think even I don't think, no I don't think anybody can pull that off. Oh, I think Johnny Depp pulls it off. No, that's lame.
1: I don't know. I think he pulls it off. He's he's just what I'm getting from him is that man, he grew up in a very abusive home. His mom sounds just awful. I mean, she was so mean to all of her kids, threw ashtrays at him and everything else, so he's got a lot of PTSD I think from his childhood. You know, and then he gets in this relationship with Amber Heard, who's got her own set of problems. Um, You know, just violent tendencies, and if he would try to walk away, it sounds like he's the kind of guy that would try to walk away during a fight, and she wouldn't let him she'd be like, you can't leave me! And then, you know, then that starts a whole yeah, it
0: craves attention, just th- yeah. whole thing there.
1: So it's, again, they were just, they're a toxic mix, they just don't need to be together, mm-hmm. and they're not, but as far as who's gonna win this thing, I don't know. He's suing her for 50 million, she's counter-suing for $100 million, which the whole thing is just absurd. Right. But And I think so what's happening is they're bringing all of these people into the courtroom and on the stand to testify um, about what they witnessed with their life, you know, with Amber and Johnny's life together. Right. And so you've got people like the doorman. Right. Do we have, I'm putting you on the, oh, I can't, we can't play it. No, I, don't, I, don't, I
0: don't have access to that audio right it. now. Sorry.
1: Oh Google the doorman because this guy, he was, and it really is a visual too, he's on the stand, or he's not on the stand, they did a deposition, so it was via right. Zoom or whatever, but he's he's vaping and like the smoke <laughs> from the vape is coming out of his nose. Like a bull. This guy doesn't give a flying F. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't care about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and their millions and millions of dollars and who's going to get what. He doesn't care. Doesn't care. He's he's doing the deposition in his car. I think he was actually driving and vaping and d- Testifying all the same time,
2: driving, vaping, and testifying.
1: testifying. But you can just tell with so many of these witnesses. That
0: sounds like a bad country song. I know,
1: right? <laughs> but you can just tell by all these witnesses; they don't, they don't care. Like you take your rich snooty,
0: <laughs> right? You know, butts
1: and get out of here. So it's wild. It's wild to watch. It really is. I mean, have you watched any of it? I know you're catching sound bites. No, I'm, I'm catching
0: the highlights from YouTube. I'm not watching the whole thing. I'm catching only the, the the good parts. And and you and I have disagreed about this because you think you you are of the belief that um, you think this will draw more people to want to watch. More trials, even of non-famous people, strongly disagree. I think that would have been... The, I think the O.J. Simpson case proved that. Like, everyone watched oh, no. the O.J. trial. Yeah, and
1: that's why Court TV is in existence. And that's why Court TV was so wildly popular for so long. That's why trials like the Casey Anthony trial and, I mean, any, any high-profile trial was, was getting all that attention because people started watching them once... I do think O.J. is the was the catalyst for that.
0: I'll, I'll agree, but, like... Like I, and I get like yes more people in true crime has grown but I disagree that you think more people will want to watch regular trials that don't that have zero high because like even like Casey Anthony not a celebrity right. but that case became high profile totally. people will watch high profile cases but you watched like some random snake wrangler in Missouri's trial that nobody else watched
1: okay well I'm gonna tell you <laughs> I don't think you know because you don't watch you've actually not sat and watched any of this so I think it's hard for you to actually make that opinion how when do you, you stay awake. Know. With this with the Johnny Depp trial, there, it's, it's so scandalous. I mean, literally, get your popcorn and just sit down and watch it. It's like a movie. And if you, and I think, because there's interest in him, like you know, like I said, I'm learning all about his his life. How, do you know he got his role? His very first role was Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. And he and he, I didn't even know this. He was a musician first. He went to Hollywood to do music. And he to, looks
0: like he wants to be a musician still. Yeah. Still. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he is, and he. I think he did a little bit with that throughout oh. his career but you know then his acting took off but he met Nicolas Cage when he was in Hollywood it was one of his first friends and Nicolas Cage was getting into the acting scene and he was like hey you know you you should really probably cuz he was good looking right you're a good
0: looking cat you've got that mm. unique kind of rocker look and that look is sought after in Hollywood
1: He's like you should totally try to do this so he hooked him up with his agent and just said you know hey like maybe I could do this too And he—that's how he literally got his first job. He had no acting experience.
0: (laughs) Proving once again, hey, like okay, sharp left, real talk here. Uh If there's a lesson that I wish I learned earlier in life, the most important life lesson I teach my kids, even more important than your SAT scores in high school, I'm sorry, the most important lesson to learn is it's not what you know, it's who you know. Network. Meet everybody, Mm -hmm. and you will never not have opportunity in front of you. I
1: think network, and also, I think some people were just born to do certain things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, listen to Carrie Underwood's amazing voice, right? She was born to sing.
0: I Um, listened to Jenny Matthews on Q104 and (laughs) just. See, she was born to be on the radio. I listen to myself on Q104, and I'm like, I was born to ride the coattails of Jenny Matthews on Q104. Like, that's what I'm, I hear. 100%. I
1: right. mean, <laughs> no, but I do think that somebody like Johnny Depp, look at the town. Ta- Whether you like this whole situation with Amber Heard, or maybe you're on her side and, and not his side or whatever.
0: You, no hey, one nobody deny, listened on Amber Heard's side. There's no way. I'm just putting it
1: out there because my point is that we can all agree collectively, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Phenomenal, and he was born to do it.
0: I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of his movies, like that Tim Burton stuff. That we, I know there's a, there's a huge cult following for that that Tim Burton Johnny Depp style of movie. I'm not into that. I love Johnny strictly from the Pirates of the Caribbean standpoint, and I'm I'm, I'm looking up Pirates of the Caribbean stuff just because this trial's got me looking mm-hmm. at it. the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, The Curse of the Black Pearl, turns 20 years old next year.
1: Yeah, I'm not Ooh. surprised.
0: Like not I remember being excited and seeing that in theaters like it was yesterday. Yeah. Well,
1: It was supposed to keep going. And then this is part of his deal is that he's claiming that because of these allegations from Amber that he's losing jobs and they pulled him off the movie and mm -hmm. he's not going to do anymore. Because I think it was supposed to be Pirates 6, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
0: there have been five. And the (sighs) last. But they can't do anymore. So, like, I love the first three. There was the original trilogy. And those. God, those were good. And then they put out a fourth one. And it's like, (sighs) okay. And the fifth one was all these new actors, and like you know, they try to make just make money off the title, but it's a completely different cast. But and Johnny
1: was in it, right?
0: So there was a, there was an ending that I won't reveal in case you like. If you're a pirate fan, but you never watched the fifth one, it's worth powering through just to catch the very end of it because they did. They put they put a beautiful bow on the end of it, and it's like boom, like that's it, that's done, like. I respect if Johnny needs to go make some more money and do another Pirates movie. I would probably watch it because I'm just a fan of the franchise. I'm a fan of that character. But the way they wrapped it on five and this little bow they put on the end of it, like, hey, hey, before I even knew I was becoming a father and I didn't have emotions, I cried at the end of it. Not like a big one, but like the eyes watered up and it's like, that's just a perfect, well done, wait Men in Black 3, remember that ending? Like, just a just the perfect bow. Like you can't do anything else. But, you've but ended they wanted
1: it. to try. Is that what you're saying? It
0: sounds like what they want to do is to keep it going and try. Mm-hmm. By the way, shout out Fast Ten going to be in theaters next year. Fast X. Let's go.
1: I'm with you in that. I get it. It's a business. Let's make as much money as we can off of it. I get that. But yeah. I do think that sometimes it's just okay. Let it. Just let it die. Let it. Be, let it be. It was wonderful.
0: And everyone bashed me right now because oh my god, Fast Ten, Fast X, a tenth Fast and Furious movie, really. <clears throat> Star Wars, uh, pot to kettle. Star Wars, uh, you stop being good after the third one in the seventies. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, I loathe Star Wars, and like too. those those diehard fans who think like that. The. The the thing about Star Wars, I'm sorry if you're a Star Wars nerd here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna attack you here, and I'm I'm kind of not meaning to. It's just how I feel because I get attacked because I'm openly I'm very open about my love of the Fast and Furious movies. I and I understand they're cheesy. I like them the same way I like pro wrestling. I know it's cheesy and scripted and out of this world, but when you just know that and just acknowledge it and just accept it for what it is, just a fun grab your popcorn and watch a good action movie. They're fun movies. They're good movies. The storyline's, I think, better than average. And then these Star Wars nerds will come at me out of nowhere, and they'll say, you can't say it's better than... When Star Wars people will say that like half of the movies are garbage, but they stand by it being the best franchise of all time, while also saying that half of the movies are absolute trash. Like You can't have that both ways. Oh, I get it. I'm going to step off my soapbox now, but man, those Star Wars people just bother me.
1: Well, the Star Wars people don't bother me. I just I don't I get it. Like I genuinely don't get it.
0: Like those Star Wars mm. people, like it's the greatest franchise. That franchise is fifty years but old. That's okay. Greater if movies have been made it. since Star Wars. But Stop. let's be
1: real. Everybody's got their thing, and if if that's their thing, that's you know that's their thing. I mean, look at me. I watch I watch trials. I am obsessed with court TV. And so I was kind of geeking out. I've shared this on the air a little bit, but how I have a girlfriend that lives in Maryland, and she was like, you know what, this courthouse in Fairfax, Virginia, not that far. It's not. I think I don't even know is it an hour away maybe from where she is I don't know but she went and she got there um very early four or five o'clock in the morning and there were already people that had been there since about three o'clock in the morning to wait in line to get a ticket to get inside the courthouse and sure enough she got to be in there she got to be in the courtroom Wow. she said Johnny's hotter in person if you can imagine <laughs> she said Amber Heard is even more stunning in person but she is she's beautiful I don't I don't doubt that for oh, a second
0: Oh yeah, she, she's definitely up there but you know it's all men know it's the hot crazy scale. You got to be, if you want to be this amount of crazy, you have to be at least this amount of hot oh so someone gosh. puts up with you. Now, that is standard. Every <laughs> man knows this. The hot crazy scale. There's a line you can draw perfectly. <laughs> and, like, you want to be this crazy, you better be this hot. And But the line, that apparently, that Amber's on right now, there is no level of hotness Dude, that justifies that crazy. in
1: his bag. that
0: Yeah, that's a... That, that, like like she that legitimately goes crazy
1: pooped in his bed and I think that you can't you can't do that like you can't do that, yeah, you, <laughs> can't do do that. that. So, you know there's a lot of forgivable things right. like, but it's just like what <laughs> you pooped in my bed no <laughs> and johnny was so funny when he was talking about it on the stand because he was basically saying like they have dogs but they have little teacups. you know those teeny well, tiny little dogs little whose yorkies are probably as big as my pinky nail you know
0: little rabbit pellets oh my
1: god so funny but the it really the trial has everything and you you can't help but laugh a little bit just because some of the, some of the absurdities but um again at the heart of it is domestic violence amber has not as of the recording of this podcast she has not taken the stand yet she is supposed to i think all next week is supposed to be her on the stand i'll be curious to hear her side of things because there are two sides to every story um but right now i'm i mean i'm gonna say i'm team johnny and i think he's got a pretty good shot okay uh,
2: okay jenny this is a two-part question mm-hmm. um Answer the poop one first. Why did she poop in the bed? I'm not really following at that. Well, they they had had a a
1: fight. (laughs) He left. She doesn't like it when he leaves after fights. And so she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to. Poop on your
2: bed. A uh, hot,
0: stinking Isn't that a phrase? Know. Like, oh, you shit the bed? Isn't that like a... That is a phrase. Like when yeah. somebody messes up and she literally did that? She really Hysterical. Did. Yeah. And then here's the second part. Uh, mm-hmm. I was looking on
2: time.com um, and they said this is the second lawsuit involving abuse allegations connected to the relationship. They said there was a trial in the UK in 2020. What happened he, there?
1: He He lost. Um, but it was, that was a trial that was decided by a judge. This is a trial that's decided by a jury. And I think he's going to have better luck here because I think he's so famous and so well loved in the U S and I think that it is a jury. And from what I understand, my court TV insiders have said that the jury is made up of, of young, young men. I'm not sure there's a female on that jury. So I, I, can we real talk here? It's the podcast. Yeah. We've all been in relationships, we've all, look, I'm the first to admit I've been in several such toxic relationships where there was fighting, so much fighting. It was just like, we shouldn't be together, but here we are, and we keep sticking this stupid thing out. You know, I, I feel like the guys on this jury have perhaps had some life experience with situations like that, and and they're seeing it for what for what it could be. Again, mm-hmm. not saying no one knows. Only only Amber Heard knows if Johnny Depp was a domestic abuser. Or but think I want to know from guy's perspective. You've got a you've got a woman, and she is driving you up the wall with her nagging and nagging and nagging and constant and constant well, and, well, and, and, and hitting and you and hitting you and and I'm not and I'm not saying that you don't. I, I believe you don't hit a woman no matter what. I think you, but I. But he wanted to leave. He wanted to leave. She mm-hmm. wouldn't let him leave. I don't want to say she got. That, that's going to sound terrible. I don't want to say she got what she asked for. I That's. I'm not going there with that. But you know what I mean. Like you're pushing him. You're not letting him leave. If he, in some of the situations, he says he would like grab her shoulders
0: and put and Saturday, her down on yeah. the bed.
1: I, I support that. I think he has a right to do that, yeah. you know? I, I don't think he, anyone has a right to punch somebody or right. slap somebody or whatever, but I think she drove him to insanity. I really do.
0: You know, the last couple of years, you know, you said you wanted to get real talk, so here we go. Yeah. Last couple of years, one of these uh, political trigger phrases uh, that has been coming out has been toxic masculinity. Where people are accusing men like you know like me who have done, done nothing like that ever in my life, but oh, but but if you if you celebrate being a man, you know what I say when I say it like I do, that. I being do. a man, grilling and scratching and sports and all. Being a oh well he or 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 somebody guy comes in, squeezes your girl's butt, you punch him in the mouth. Oh, that's toxic masculinity. We don't want that. We can defend ourselves. That's toxic masculinity. Well, if if, if if my significant other were to say, you know, don't do that, okay, I wouldn't. But I don't think that's toxic to defend you're, you're, you're female. And I think like for a long time, men were kind of drugged down. And like, you, men, you can't do what you are kind of naturally programmed to. That's toxic. That's toxic. A kiss my backside. Like, I am not here for that. And now, there's this new phrase that's starting to come out to let you know that it, it's not toxic masculinity. There's also toxic femininity. And that's what Amber Heard looks like, Is, is allegedly. Um, it looks like we're seeing from her. And what I'd like to do is just get both masculinity and femininity, out of it, because it's not about being a man or woman. There are good people, yes. and then there are evil people and toxic people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what gender you are, but if I'm a toxic person for defending my wife, if somebody says something negative to her or touches her in a way she shouldn't, and I sock him in the face, and you call me toxic, mm-hmm. I say you're a piece of trash. I'm right, and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Woo, sorry, let me step off my soapbox no, there, man. you shouldn't.
1: I think that's how you feel, and you should be able to say that. That's what we do here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. I, I think it's um, it's a fascinating trial, and, and if you want to catch up on it, I'm telling you, Court TV, I have the app.
0: Of course do. Because I'm a super mm-hmm. nerd. I know you do.
1: But what's awesome is that they have, if you don't have time to sit all day and watch it, like, Like I do. Uh, They have uh, clips that you can just go catch up on the highlights of the day on their app. So, uh, honestly, Court TV, get the app. I highly recommend it.
0: All right. I want to jump back to something that happened five days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, big big shout out to Parker McCollum who is absolutely an incredible live performer. I've been wanting to see him live for a long time and I had high hopes and I was worried because sometimes when you have high hopes for something, like when somebody hypes up a movie that everyone else has seen and you're kind of late to that party and then you go and see it and there's just no possible way it could live up to that hype. I hyped myself up pretty high for the Parker McCollum show. And he delivered. It didn't exceed my expectations, but my expectations were high and he delivered exactly where I thought he would. Let's and, go, it was,
2: Parker. and it was
0: and it was Perfect. And at first, I was going to critique him because his concert was a little short. He was only on stage for like an hour. But then I realized, you know what he didn't do? He didn't do a single cover song. He, at 23 years old, or wait, isn't he 29? I mean, he's
1: older than that, 29, something like that. But
0: he's, you know, he he's had a couple albums, but he hasn't had like that long, sustained radio success career that some of these other artists have had. He went an hour and only played his own music. And I'm like, you know what? I respect the hell out of that. So mm-hmm. shout out Parker McCollum. But. So, here's what happened before that show. Uh, my wife and I were looking for a place to eat beforehand. If you've been over by the Cable Dome Arena, you know that across the highway is the Los Cabos Mexican Grill. And we we liked that place, so we went to check it out and we did not realize that they had like promoted themselves as being like the official pre-party for the Parker McCollum show. They just kind of billed it as that it's sold and we went and like so so Katie went in, you know, hey, what's the wait? It's an hour wait. And we're like, oh, we're going to we're going to leave. But I um so as she's walking out of the car, I'm looking at the front door of Los Cabos, and I could not help but notice that there was quite a large group of very scantily clad females <laughs> with large cowboy hats on. There was no doubt they were going to be at this show.
1: It was the cowboy hats that were large.
0: Well, the cap and the breasts. Yeah, right. Good was, God, they were out. The spray here. tans were. Fra- they had the real dark spray tans with the white tight skin tight dresses on, so oh. the tan popped. Even. It's probably what Jenny looked like twenty years ago at the clubs in Miami. Yeah. And, and so when I'm telling you that these girls, you know how they these girls at them country shows they dress to the nines, and us guys are here for it. But obviously, um, I'm a married man. But I got to thinking, and you know, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a good. Good guy friend. So I text Tater. I said, Hey, I got to let you know that I'm at Los Cabos. And when I tell you that there is a, how do I put this delicately? There's a wide variety to choose from tonight. And there should be at the concert as well. I know you're a single man. So I just wanted to give you the heads up. You reply, I was like,
2: um, Mike, I actually have a date tonight.
0: So I immediately text him back, in all caps, and I say, OMG, delete these texts now so she doesn't see it. It uh, But you know what? I'm curious, man. We, we kind of want to know how it... uh. Did you enjoy your, your evening with, with said young lady? Did was, you have a good time?
2: It was the first time hanging out, yeah, and uh, showed up a little late to the concert, so...
0: Was, that's okay. Well, Parker didn't take the stage till like nine o'clock, anyway. Yeah. Um, did you? Uh, no, but like, good conversation. Like, did you guys click on an emotional? Because le- I know you're you like to think physical, Tater, and I respect that. But like, how... <laughs> was she a nice conversation? Was she fun to hang out with?
2: Yeah, she's fun. A little bit older than me, and lives kind of far away, so that's uh, kind of knock on that. But uh, busy, busy gal. But yeah, everything was cool, man. I liked it.
0: From what I understand, she has something to do with law enforcement. Mm. Something about a woman in uniform get you going there, Tater.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, if it doesn't work out for you two, just send her my way. and We can have lunch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell me all the things about the old evidence. Did you, uh, bust out some handcuffs then? I'm kidding. Do not oh! answer that question. Do not answer that I question. I my own, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: said the girls were dressed to the nines, but they were looking like tens. Boy, that show was
0: packed. A hey, lot of good. The Parker McCollum show was a very fun people-watching show. And I'm, and I'm not I'm not bashing the people, but there was definitely a look. That I think, especially with the guys, because that night I saw more guys and they looked, they dressed just like Parker. And I mean, them tight Wranglers, WWF championship belt buckles, and tucked in tight, tight tight t-shirts no smalls xs like there were so many men's nipples popping through their (laughs) shirt that friday night but it's a and then the cowboy hat and it's and then parker comes out and he's wearing the same thing tight black t-shirt tucked into some tight jeans big old belt and like but these but i'm like i'm thinking i'm going man like this is their guy they're here for it. I love some Parker McCollum. Lots of mullets there, too. Mm.
2: Oh, I ran into a, a couple of fellas and these girls that I do know, and the, the fellows were They were dressed up just like you were talking, and I bumped into a guy, a little bit of beer spelled out on his boot, his little Uh-oh. cowboy boot, and I said, man, I'm sorry about that. I was like, all right. So I went and got me another drink. I went and got him one, too. Oh, that's
0: nice. You only for a little drop? Yeah, and I
2: said, here you go, man. I'm sorry for bumping. He goes... Man, that's the nicest thing anybody's done me all week long. Mm. Hey. Yeah. Thank you. And hey, like, there you go. go. You so know, nice. so I went to a show at um not the Midland, but Uptown Theater, and it was a guy named Colby Cooper. He's big in Texas as well, but he's not a guy that we are playing on Q104 yet. We have songs we need to be playing by him, but, you know, we'll see what his label does. Tater with a hot take there, telling and no, Todd how why, to do was, his job. No, Damn. I was just talking to Todd about it. He's got some good songs. Colby Cooper. It's Colby with a K and then Cooper with a C. So That's K-C. why he
0: spells Colby with a K. That's why I don't like him. Nah, Whatever. But uh,
2: I went to that show, and there was a bunch of guys dressed just like that. I'm like, where are you all coming from? Like, that's exactly what I said to him. I'm like, where are you all coming from? He goes, man, I flew up from Texas last night. I stayed at a hotel down the road. I'm like, this dude's from Texas. I'm pretty sure he's going to play there. But, you know, I I get it.
0: I love how how proud Texas people to be are from Texas. Did I say that right? I love how proud Texas people are to be from Texas. And it's... It's the same as Kansas City, but it's different. Because Kansas City people look like they bought tourist clothes in their own town with the Charlie Hustles and the Casey Hart, and they wear shirts to say Kansas. People from Texas don't come up and say, wear shirts to say, like, Texas, and I love Texas and all that. They just come up in the tight shirts and the tight jeans and the big belt buckles, and you know that's like the uniform. That's the Texas uniform. Maybe, like, the Texas Rangers baseball team should just, like, change their uniforms, just be really tight shirts and blue jeans. Wear some so. shorts. Some, <laughs> some shorts! shorts! I,
2: I'm, I'm wearing light blue shorts, and uh, uh, one of the other girls in the station, Tara, she walked up, she goes, I thought you were wearing shorts. I'm an I'm not impressed because they're not. They're like No, but I saw shorts. some
1: jorts at uh, Target the other day in the men's department. Hey, like, they're
2: coming oh, back. no. A lot of social media I've seen on TikTok that jorts are coming back. You know what's coming back? I was at Walmart, my favorite store where I
0: like to buy clothing. Don't say it. Cargo shorts. No, they're not.
2: Camo cargo shorts. If they're at
0: Walmart, that doesn't mean they're coming back in style. That's uh, why they, they're at Walmart.
2: And then they had these nice Wrangler <laughs> jean shorts that were uh, with the pockets on the side, and then you got your little hammer Hole over there. You look those carper. are carpenter
0: jeans, is what those are called. Carpenters, yep, that's it. Yeah, man.
1: I got no problem with a cargo short. I think they're functional. I understand you men, you could put your, it's, it's like your man purse, but it's part of your shorts.
0: That's right, they're on the thigh. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the cargo shorts in middle school. I wish they would come back in style, but to my knowledge, the cargo shorts, while functional, mm-hmm. are not fashionable. However, you do you. If you don't care what anyone thinks about it, then you don't wear your cargo shorts. Hundred percent. But I'm telling you, like right now, that's, I think nothing beats a good pair of golf shorts. I think they're the most comfortable. They're most lightweight. They're they're breathable. Mm-hmm. They're soft. Like I like everything about. And they look nice.
1: Have you perused the women's clothing at Target as of late? Anyone? anyone? Well, I was
2: you know checking out a girl, so I was I was over there a little bit. Yeah.
1: Everything they have is like grandma dresses, like Little House on the Prairie. Does that make sense when I say that? Just yeah. just very prairie-like. I, I don't know who's wearing I've not seen anyone wearing Is it. Is it
0: the Ingalls Wilder collection? That's
1: what it... <laughs> looks like and i just can't get down with it i feel it's, like i'll try a trend but that's just not one i can it's
2: that dang 1883 yellowstone vibe going on over there I <laughs> that sparked it,
1: though.
0: Seriously, hey, that's everyone Everyone wants to dress like rip wheeler now everyone wants to wear the all black button-up shirt and a black cowboy hat in the shades man i don't blame him because that guy that guy that actor's name is cole hauser and that man could have any any woman in america right now probably any man too Uh, Any man of mine. And the funniest thing is he was in a Fast and Furious movie back in the day. He was in Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm -hmm. He was the bad guy that Ava Mendez was pretending to be his girl. And nobody knows that. But then you go look at him. He's a clean shave. Mm -hmm. Hair's completely different. And he's he's like a Miami gangster, which is 1,000% opposite of Montana Cowboy. (laughs) But he pulls it off. He's a good
2: actor. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was him. I saw saw a meme. This is how I know Rip. This is how you know Rip. And they they show Mm -hmm. Too Fast, Too Furious. And they showed him and I was like that's the same dude it was before I watched the
0: show so I gotta I tell that. you I recognized him when I first watched Yellowstone I was like that's the bad guy from Too Fast Too Furious OMG Jay, right. have you not seen any Fast and Furious uh,
1: I have but I can't recall anyone other than Paul Walker rest in peace rest in peace mm-hmm. very hot Um, well very hot when he was They're alive right. I don't want to be like he's very hot like he's in hell oh, that's I all. was
2: about to make a horrible joke I'm ah. not gonna Yeah, we're just not gonna we're gonna move no, right past that's... that okay
1: um <laughs> And then Rip, I only know what he looks like because my husband was big into Yellowstone. I didn't really watch it, so but I know who he is. Good looking.
0: And what's crazy is Beth Dutton, mm-hmm. the, the badass woman on the show, British. Her, <laughs> oh, name really? Kelly, her name is Kelly Dutton, and she, or I'm sorry, no, that's not, Dutton is her fake name. Kelly something, and as like when she does interviews, she's like, "When I when I read the script, I was simply blown away there." Eh? Oh, that's And I'm like, wild. "Wait, what?" And she's so polite and so friendly. Like, hold on, you're a big old biow on the show, but she's that's amazing. Like, that's I didn't awesome. know that.
2: Yeah. I was blown away by Jacks Teller. I didn't know he was English until I saw an interview, yeah. and I'm like, "He's not from <laughs> California." No, like, he's, looks
0: like it. I think he's an Aussie. No, really? Is he British or is he an Aussie? I, I thought he was... might be Aussie
2: look but, it up oh, you gotta, so if if you don't know Jax Teller Sons of Anarchy the league guy in Charlie Hunnam there. yeah tra- I didn't know how to say his last name wrong. yeah Charlie
0: gonna, Hunnam is who that, one that one is trip. and uh, he is one of the, I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to talk about before we wrapped up this podcast and like I had it in my head like five minutes ago and I just completely forgot what it is oh shout out as we're recording this actually podcast uh, it's it's Thursday instead of Wednesday tonight the NFL draft in Las Vegas let's go Jenny your thoughts who you, think's going number, you think Aiden Hutchinson is going to go number one not overall not this
1: time not this time
0: well, it's only once in a lifetime. You only Not get drafted this once. So.
2: Time, <laughs> unless the uh, army's looking for somebody soon and they change laws. I don't think he's going to get <laughs> drafted no again. Idea. I
0: remember. So in 2004, <laughs> I turned 18, and I was able to. I turned 18, and then the the there was an election that November, and I remember I specific, and I was very uneducated about politics, and this was and and but but. What I had heard from like MySpace or so, so take that source for what it's worth, is that if George W. got reelected, he was going to reinstitute the draft because the Iraq War, the Saddam Hussein War, had just started in '03. So I made sure to vote for John Kerry in that election instead of George W because I didn't want to be drafted because I just turned 18. Yeah. I, I remember that like it was I, I'll never forget that I was like I was I was genuinely scared to death to get drafted. Turns out that was complete that was false information before Facebook or Twitter or any of them came around but I like I thought for sure I was going to get drafted because George W got elected to a second term.
2: Mm. The only draft you were looking forward to was uh, when you hit 21 and get an ice cold beer yeah. What I was going to say about the draft is it's really cool that they're moving it. It used to always like be in New York and oh here and now it's in Vegas and and it looks really cool. I saw the stage, but I cannot wait because I went to see the draft when it was in Chicago when I lived in Northern Illinois. Really? And they they put out the Lombardi. They put the the big park, whatever the big park is, there maybe Grant Park or whatever. They really Grant or Millennium. They really put it up like it was a big spectacle. Was it by the Bean? Yes. Okay. Yep. And so they're going to have it here next year. The airport's
0: supposed to be done. Yeah, Union and Station, right?
2: That's like, that's the plan. So I wonder if anything's like set in stone
0: yet. Maybe maybe not, but I cannot wait for the draft to be here in Kansas God, City. God, you imagine how bad the traffic's going to be that. Like <laughs> I cannot wait to watch that from the comfort of my home. I hope you I'm sure you'll be down there mm. and I hope you enjoy that I, I sincerely, I hope you enjoy the hell out of all of it. Like I hope you just have the time of your life. <laughs> I'll be watching very comfortably from my couch. I want them. to go to it. I want to be one of those people
2: booing. Like if they pick somebody you don't lo- you don't like. They're like boo, and then they turn out to be some badass player or something. So are like you
0: that. gonna be what? Are you gonna like? Because I know uh, you are by default a New Orleans Saints fan. So are you gonna have like your Saints jersey on during the Saints pick, but then take it off and then have your Chiefs jersey on during the Chiefs pick? So are you gonna wear multiple jerseys? Yeah, I'll just wear every team jersey.
2: You do have <laughs> a lot of jerseys. I have over eighty, yeah, close to ninety now. I bought a couple
0: new ones. I do have four Chiefs jerseys. I uh, dude, I know I'm, I am, I'm kind of over the jersey. I love jerseys for a long time, but I guess now I don't know if it's just getting older. Well, no, because you're my age, so I'm just I'd rather have like a zip up, like a quarter zip or a polo now, just because I feel I hate it when the player on the back of my jersey gets moved to another team, and I feel I feel like I can never wear it again. I get it. Jenny, what jerseys do you own? Mm,
1: all of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then, like, the players you know are going to be around for a while, like Mahomes jerseys, obviously. Like, problem with that is, like, everybody has a Mahomes jersey. I like wearing a jersey that maybe, like, people go, oh, oh yeah, I like that guy, but not a lot of people have their jersey.
2: That,
0: that, I don't even know what my example of that right now would be. The jersey
2: that I'm not a fan of is the black and red Chiefs. I know a lot of people like them, but I cannot stand
0: those. Hey, okay, Jenny. Fashion question, Mm -hmm. not sport. It's about sports, but it's sports fashion. How do you feel about those new Royals City Connect jerseys that just came out? Those uniforms, I think they're awesome. Mm, They're pretty. Kate, we're we had like a, there's like a Nike's running commercials for them now those new City Connect jerseys and, and like hats and shirts like they're running all the apparel and everything and Katie's like I think those are the ugliest things I've ever seen And I'm kind of went oh, like I gasped and I was offended I'm like you are the only one who feels that way I think mm. they're I think they're awesome
1: yeah to each his own I think they're pretty
0: are you gonna get some merch you gonna get some I
1: always n- buy the merch
0: you were here for the merch.
1: you know where I'm a real merch whore <laughs> Horror?
0: Horror? <laughs> I love the podcast. (laughs) So do
1: I. Um, Concerts. I have a t-shirt from, I think, every concert I've ever been to in my entire life.
0: I walked into this radio station Monday morning with my brand new bright yellow long sleeve Parker McCollum t-shirt. And you were like, where did you get that? Yeah. Which was a hilarious question because you knew the answer. I know.
1: But I wanted it so badly that I didn't even go to that show. But I do love Parker. I was bummed. I had the I had the mommy son dance that night. I couldn't go. Right. Um, I went on Parker's website to try to get that shirt because I liked it that much, and they're sold out. They only had like triple XL or something like that. Right. But he's coming back. Didn't we decide?
0: He's coming back with George Strait. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be here with George. And, Eric. and that was interesting, because now I get it, because that's what, what happens in the industry is, like, they knew all along that Parker was going to be here with George Strait but because he had a show, a headlining show beforehand, when George announced, he just said, it's going to be me... And and this and this and other artists to be named, and they do that so that he'll still sell tickets like to his own show, right? Because th- no one's going to go to his own show. If they know I can go see him with George in in July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was that, it was that night they announced that Parker will be there too. But
1: it's such a cute shirt. And I don't want to hear that it's a cute shirt, but it's a cute shirt. But it's also it looked. I didn't touch it. It looked soft. If I'm an artist and I'm putting out merch, my one suggestion I would give is. Spend a little extra. You can sell them for hire. I mean, I've right. spent ridiculous amounts of money on concert T-shirts just because, you know, you're there, you're the moment, you're excited, right. you're a little drunk. Um, but I think <laughs> it's, you know, put, put the get the softer shirt because some of them are so crunchy. and Or some of them just look really just like nobody put any thought into it. Eric, I'm wearing an Eric Church concert T-shirt today. Yeah. You can tell somebody put a lot of time and effort into the artwork. It's just very pretty.
0: Um, speaking of soft, top-of-the-line T-shirts... Mm will tell you this exclusively on the podcast, that our first round of Morning Drive, Gosh Darn Delightful t-shirts have been ordered.
1: I'm so excited. They are
0: at the t-shirt factory as they speak. When being will we created. we have
1: them, do you know? I don't know. I am excited.
0: And here's the deal, ironically, and this is just how the pricing worked out, we did not plan this, but ironically we're getting 104 shirts. I love it. So we're all obviously gonna get one. Todd and Lydia are gonna want one, Erica's gonna want one. Uh, I, I worked with a, a friend of mine whose company it is, Team Cocktail, and I love them. So they're going to get. Well, we'll have like ninety, but a, yeah. so we're we're going to have to somehow like pick ninety people who are just diehards and make sure that they get our our gosh darn delightful T shirts. We'll figure t-shirts.
1: out a way. Um, but I'm excited. I think they're going to be really cute, oh, I can't. and they're the soft ones. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, because I was given an option. We could have gotten more, mm-hmm. but they were like the not as soft ones, and I was like, "Are you really asking me this?" And she's like, "I already know," but but. It's, yeah, I have to ask anyway, and I'm like, I appreciate that you asked, but no, we will be taking the the more the ex, the expensive or soft ones. Nobody wants a crunchy T-shirt. Oh
2: no, not at all. They make some good T-shirts. They they made a couple for us, and they're very soft, and mm-hmm. I love them. Here's a quick story about merchandise. It's a funny one. So Cole Swindell, before he made it really big, he was writing songs for Luke, and he's buddies with Luke, Brian. He was his merchandise guy. He was in charge of sending a huge shipment of merchandise. To a stadium, because Luke Bryan was opening up for Brooks and Dunn on a stadium tour. He sent it to the wrong baseball stadium. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and they open up, it's a, it's they open it up and it's a bunch of Luke Bryan merchandise. And I'm like, what is this? So Luke Bryan played a show opening up for Brooks and Dunn. You gotta think that's huge, huge. for Luke Bryan. And Cole Swindell sent it to the
0: wrong stadium. So he had a show where there was no merchandise available to even buy. Damn. So just my my own curiosity, because I feel like I can figure out a reason why, but like, do you remember like where it was supposed to go, and then where it went? Do you know the specific stadiums or the specific cities?
2: I bet. I think it was California, so it was like one of those. Maybe Uh, it was like San Diego, San Fran, something like that, where he messed up. You know, San San. Yeah, it was something like that. Because we did an interview with Cole and I brought that up, and he starts laughing, because I mean, that's got to be the most embarrassing thing. You're trying to make it, you know, just being a merchandise guy Mm. for your friend, and
0: (laughs) you sent it to the
2: wrong place. Well,
0: you know what? Shout out Cole Swindell, who is all the way back now. Uh, The new album, Stereotype. I, I actually, when I first heard the Title of that album? I was like, uh, like I didn't like the title, and I don't have a good really? reason why. Yeah. I just didn't like it. I was like, it sounds like you just picked a random word that you thought sounded See, and that's good.
1: So funny because I think it's a cool name.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I, but but that's funny. boy oh boy man! Then we heard she had me at heads Carolina, and I was like, holy cow! Like this this is a banger. So uh, we can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this podcast, and we've talked everything that we're talking everything from trials to t-shirts. That's yeah. what we're calling it today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We'll try to release a podcast on time next week, but, you know, no promises. Final thoughts, Jenny Matthews?
1: Uh, I got to go. I got to watch a trial.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, hit that
2: gavel.
1: Oh, yeah.